Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Wayne Ledoux. Wayne, you are the owner and founder of Ledoux Enterprises on the web at ledoux And for those who don't speak French or Cajun or whatever your, uh, if we go back in your, your family tree here, uh, Ledoux would be spelled L-E-D-O-U-X enterprises.com. Wayne, thank Correct. you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So uh, I, we're going to talk about some cool stuff. It's kind of funny. You and I uh, started talking about your former Air Force and former Navy. So we started chatting about stuff. And then we both love, um, like I said, I, I, you know, I, kind of smarter ways of connecting um, with uh, higher ticket type um, services. And uh, so we said, I said, Wayne, we got to stop talking. Let's just start recording. We can record all this. This is good stuff. Um, but what did you do in the uh, in the Air Force? Uh, I used to fix F-16. So F-16 avionics was technically my job. So we used to fix the navigations, weapons delivery, flight, wow. or flight controls and all that. Basically the brains of the aircraft, what makes it work. Um, as I was saying, I, I went to some of the most boring places that we could possibly go. Um, Texas was, I ended up in two tornadoes in that state, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Florida. Uh, also did about 90 days in King Sultan Air Force Base in, uh, Qatar. So it was, it was fun overall. It taught me a lot, but, um, ultimately it's actually what led me into the marketing world is because I used my GI Bill to go to college. And, um, I originally thought, I said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go to college and learn how to fix airplanes in the civilian world. Unfortunately, the college that I decided to go to didn't offer that. And so I said, well, how can I make the most money? And they said, well, if you want to make the most money, you need to be an accountant. And I said, oh, no, what's next? (laughs) (laughs) Next. (laughs) If you you don't want to be an accountant, then you need to be in marketing. And I said, okay, well, let's try that. Went and met my wife. We got married, got my marketing degree, and we moved down to San Diego back in 2008. And I actually got my start in marketing at a company that used to sell websites and SEO and um, pay-per-click and Google AdWords to real estate agents. So that's really where I got my start. And um, for the first 90 days of that job, I thought that I was going to lose my job and I was in over my head. Everything was way too advanced, but became a student of the game and um, about 90 days in, hit my stride. And here we are 12 years later. Wow. Well, congratulations on that. Okay, so um, one thing we'd, I'd really love to chat about is um, your approach to high-ticket sales. And so, first off, definition, what, what's high-ticket for you? Uh, I, I ha- classify high-ticket items as anything that's somewhere in between $1,500 to $2,000 per month okay. in revenue or above. Um, I actually, before I got into business for myself, I actually used to work for a solar company. And uh, we were selling solar systems for anywhere between 20 to 30, 40. You know, the, the biggest job we ever did was actually a commercial job for a school here in San Diego, which was hmm. over $1. So taking, taking a marketing approach that 
educate and taking a marketing approach that allows for a phone call and having that, that marketing seamlessly flow into the sales process. So that way a live person can take that education that the marketing has done and then turn it into a, a paying consumer. Um, what I quickly realized though, is that um, especially with these companies that are local businesses, they, they're, they're not doing anything that, that initiates recurring revenue. And we got into helping coaches and, and online people that provide, you know, um, education in regards to uh, courses and groups and things like that. So that that way that recurring revenue can continue between all parties. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a, um, I would imagine then, can I just, I mean, I would imagine you're a fan of bigger ticket items or, or if you're a business owner, um, you know, I, I know, you, you know, sometimes we might have, you know, great ideas of selling a ton of lower price products. I'll, I'll just tell you from my own experience. So with Savings Angel, yeah, I mean, we did six figures a month in sales on a $20 a month product. No joke. That's a lot of work and a lot of luck and it's just grinding it. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's a lot harder to sell to consumers in that kind of volume than it is, uh, in my opinion, than to sell B2B and to sell bigger ticket items. Uh, now we sell $25,000 packages and I could sell four of those a month. I, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> so it's like, well, wait a minute. Would I rather sell, you know, 6,000 something, you know, $20 memberships or four a month? And I like selling four $25,000 memberships. Bad. I mean, it's easier. Agreed, Josh. I think it's I think it's just as easy to sell a twenty five thousand dollar product as it is to sell a twenty five dollar product. Mm. Um, it's it's more about positioning and messaging and and really like looking at your audience and knowing what that audience's pain is. And the bigger the problem and the bigger the pain that you're solving, the more that people are willing to pay. You just have to identify what that problem is and how you can service that individual or that company in order to solve that problem. Yeah. And, and you would spend, and I would spend thousands of dollars to solve a major pain point, particularly if I look at the outcome and I'm like, well, the outcome far exceeds my investment. So why wouldn't I? And in particular, one thing I'm a huge fan of is, you know, uh, risk reversal guarantees, you know, that sort of thing. Not everybody can do that sort of thing. We do. Uh, and I just think that's where it's at. If you could provide far more value than what you accept in an investment and you could turn it around and say, and if I don't do this, then dot, 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 dot. Like I, I just, you know, it's like that. If you know your stuff, why not? Why not yeah. offer those guarantees behind it um, if, if you truly believe in it? Uh, most PR firms would never even consider that. <laughs> because, well, then that should say something about the industry, which I think is like far overdue uh, to, to evolve in some areas. Uh, but for us, you know, we've always done that. And as a result, it's just way easier to engage with people. Um, but anyway... Um, Wayne, what, I don't know what, you know, do you have some other ideas in terms of like um, higher ticket items? What would you recommend to someone who maybe wants to increase their prices? How can they do that? How can they get away with that? And how can they convert better? Honestly, Josh, it's more just about the biggest tip that I can give you is listen. The biggest thing that I see agencies, obviously, you know, 2020 and moving forward, um, it, having an agency is cool these days. 
um, having an agency is, you know, working for yourself. And then you got all these gurus selling, you know, the laptop lifestyle and work 10 hours a week and yada, yada, yada. Oh, good heavens. Get out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> but the thing about it is that what a lot of this community is not doing is listening. Mm. And I, I can tell you that coming from somebody that I, I, cause I, I, I'm a salesperson by trade and by heart. Like that was, that's what I did in that very first marketing job is I used to sell these packages to people. And I can tell you that when I started to shut my mouth and let them talk more than I was talking, the more money I made. Hmm. And the way that I got into working for myself is that the solar company that I was working for, they didn't have a marketing plan when I got there. They were buying third-party leads, which, by the way, I never recommend, especially moving forward. You got to own your data in today's day and age. That's a whole other story. Hmm. Uh, but uh, when, I, when I started to solve this challenge of, hey, look, you know what? Instead of buying these leads that are being sold that are being sold to you by a third party and having them shared with everybody else, why don't you generate your own leads? And I started to really address the real issue of the fact that these solar companies that we were working with didn't really have a marketing system in place. Yeah, really opened up their eyes. And then I would just let them. I would just talk and I would relate to them. I would relate to what they what they were doing, and I would relate. I'd be like, Hey, look, I've been there before. Listen, relate communicate how you've solved that problem for yourself. And then having social proof, like really caring about the people that you're working for and then leveraging that into future clients is another great way to increase your pricing because it instills trust. Or somebody trusts you and the bigger problem that you solve, the more that they're willing to pay. And it's as simple as that. And that's what most people aren't doing is just flat out listening, relating and communicating. Is there a way that you can, how do you do that better when advertising? I'll be honest, I am lousy at that. I'm a lousy advertiser. I'm really great at other things like, you know, uh, just, you know, teaching and giving and content and, and that sort of thing. But advertising, I suck at it. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because, it's, you know, we've always built our business around that. But how do we evoke that philosophy into a paid advertising campaign? This is actually something that I learned from one of my mentors, Kat Howell. She actually runs an awesome agency out of New Zealand. And she's got a lot of great ideas. She's really, really extroverted. But um, I'll, use, I'll, I'll tell a quick story about this, okay? So, and this is what I do with my marketing today, is when I first got into business for myself, I didn't really have a budget. I bootstrapped the crap yeah. out of everything. I left that last job with about $2,500 in the bank account, a pissed off wife, and a two-year-old. Um. So I had to literally cold call my way into the industry. But about six months in, I landed a really big client. And I, ha- I looked at my wife and I said, hey, honey, I can't cold call and scale the business the way that I need to. Um, and we went through and we created this whole plan. I called it Operation No More Cold Calls. I saw mm-hmm. whiteboard today just as kind of like a little reminder. But storytelling is really the key when it comes to this type of stuff. Put, the, put, the, put yourself in the position of your consumer. When I write copy, I look at three things. What is the problem? What is my solution? And what is the opportunity behind that solution? And Kat Howell taught me that because what she did is, I shit you not, Josh, it was like three days after me and my wife created this massive plan. I run on Facebook being the stalker that it is, I run into a Facebook ad and it says, hey, are you a new business owner? 
Are you sick of cold calling to grow your business? Have yeah. you up late at night trying to find this, a solution so that that way you can work on your business instead of in your business? And I was like, holy crap, this is me. Literally, I booked a call that day. Yeah. I got on a call with one of her, uh, with one of her representatives and uh, walked through the whole process. And honestly, they told me no at first. They told me no. Yeah. And I just kept going at it and kept going at it. And um, what I realized is that, you know what? It, you don't need to create scarcity. You don't need to create, just put yourself in the position of those, uh, of your consumer, make them want what you have because you've already solved that code. And so I used to do a lot of like short form, direct type of copy. But now I, I find that putting that type of information and that type of value into a long form copy and then, of course, leveraging Facebook's algorithm with, you know, videos and things and, yeah. and things like that and all that um, it is really how you get a, a, a high quality lead from your advertising, along with, you know, leveraging the technology and the algorithms that we have available. So, Wayne, I don't feel like I click on many ads. Like, I don't, I don't you know, and I, I look at, you know, and I think about other people like me who are really busy, like, we don't, like we know marketing, like I don't want to be sold to. So how do you, how do you advertise to someone like me? Um, well, <laughs> a few different ways. Um, there's, there's a method out there. It's, it's part of a, it's part of a larger strategy, but um, it's called omnipresence. It's something that I learned from another guy, Scott Oldford, which is also a pretty big advertising guy. Um, it's just being a very large fish in a very small pond. So it starts with defining your audience and really knowing what problems you solve for a specific audience. And I'm not talking about having, you know, Jim who's 40 years old. That's a contractor that has two guys, you know, I'm not talking about those basics, like get inside their head. What keeps them up at night? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's step one. Um, and then step two is just kind of being everywhere. Like Scott is a great example. I've been consuming his content for two years, three years. Just two weeks ago, I bought something from him. Yeah. And it's because... So it's really, it's really um, kind of long tail or long... Uh, yeah. You know, just long sales cycle relation. Just keep investing into staying top of mind in a long relationship, potentially. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't have to be a large investment on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Just you've got a lot of great content. Just keep pushing content out, spend $5, a dollar, $3 a day and push that content out. And the cool thing about these platforms is that if you, if you limit the, the budget that extremely, you're actually forcing Facebook or Instagram, whatever your platform where your audience is to go out and find the specific people because you only have a certain amount to spend. And it's a long, and then, and then do the same thing on YouTube and then get on, you know, make them get on your email list provide content, provide um, like white papers and PDFs and um, little, li what I call value bombs um, and, and give that stuff away for free. Because here's the thing, there's a lot of people out there like me, but if I can find the person that doesn't mind that I drop an F-bomb in my ads, that doesn't mind that I, I'm a little bit too aggressive when I talk, that doesn't mind that I'm a little bit unorthodox in the way that I, I go about things, if I can find that person and continually deliver content and continually provide them value, it doesn't matter who else is out there because now they've seen me on Facebook. Now they've yeah. seen me on 
Insta. Now they've seen me on YouTube. I'm in their email every day. So that, that's how you would go about doing that. Because eventually there's going to be something that you're going to stop and you're like, going to be like, man, this guy's everywhere. And even mm-hmm. click on my ads all the time. You're like, man, okay, eventually there's going to be something that you resonate with. And then that's when we, and then that's, it's, it's identifying that level where, you know, what you identify with, that's really the hard part. And, and being able to do that effectively and consistently is, is something that most marketers aren't able to do. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like Wayne, um, so your approach would not be the advertise, advertise, advertise onto some opt-in form with a lead magnet, tripwire, upgrade, you know, and just, you know, again, get them all the way up to, you know, a thousand, a $2,000 buy in one simple transaction flow to cold traffic. Never. (laughs) But I've heard people who sell that system (laughs) or maybe used to. (laughs) That's what everybody else is, is doing. Um, another guy that I learned from, uh, his name is Kurt Molly. He actually has this whole model where, um, you know, like though, when you're selling that model, particularly all you're really marketing to is the 3% are that that are in the awareness and the, and Mm. awareness, they've already gone through consideration. They've already, they know there's a problem and they know there's solutions out there, but with the way that these platforms, Google, Facebook, all these platforms have set this up. That's the most expensive audience to, to, to target. Yeah. Whereas if I send out videos to an audience that doesn't, that's not aware, that doesn't know there's a problem and I educate them, I can do that for pennies, Mm. pennies. And then, you know, I can set up a system to where I I track the people that have consumed 25, 50, 75, 80, 95, 100% of my content and then offer tripwires or magnets or whatever it is that you want to do. And because that, I'd rather market to that audience that's consumed my content because then number one, I have authority. And number two, they're more likely to buy from somebody that has that authority. And I can do that at a much cheaper rate because the algorithms on these platforms know that. Um, and Wayne, how has advertising or paid advertising changed? We're recording this very end of May. Uh, been a weird few months for in the advertising world. Uh, how, has, how has this changed? I mean, again, it's different for different industries, that's for sure. Uh, but like, are there any general rules of thumb of like, yeah, we're seeing a real rejection of X and a real opportunity for Y? Oh yeah. A hundred percent, Josh. I'm glad you asked that question. Um, I, I would say that like the people that stayed the course, especially during the first couple of weeks of this whole craziness that happened, they've pulled out a lot of wins, um, because a lot of people freaked out. I, I kind of freaked out a little bit. Um, I mean, I'm sure everybody did to a certain extent, but those that stayed the course have seen damn near a 40% drop in advertising costs. Yeah. You know, um, for, for one of my coaching clients, we were generating 20 or $30 leads. And right now it's at like seven or $8. Hmm. Um, we have, it, cause that's the thing is that people haven't, the way that people are consuming things and purchasing things has drastically changed. Yeah. And they're actually investing in are things like knowledge, things like education, things like, you know, uh, how to, how to make shifts. And so, well, yes, there's a, there, obviously the economy as a whole has taken a huge, you know, hit. Um, there are certain industries that are thriving 
like e-com right now is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I've also seen things like um, people people taking advantage of the the additional opportunity in regards to products themselves and being able to take what you would normally buy in the grocery store and then building a store around those household items. Um, Some challenges have been uh, a lot of like, there's a lot of people trying to market like, you know, recession proofs, business models and things like that. Um, I know Facebook has really cracked down on some of the verbiage that you put into the copy. Like you can't put in your copy right now. They'll, they'll block ads. What you can't put what? Uh, recession. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard of people trying to market recession uh, stuff to help through the recession. And yeah, they- the ultimate recession proof business by my can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they get blocked right away. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, and then a lot of the standard stuff, like, you know, don't do before and afters. If you're trying to sell like body, you know, um, mm. you know like uh, nutrition supplements or something like that. Yeah. Um, they don't like the word use of you, you or yours or yourself or anything like that. Yeah. Stay away from that type of stuff. If you're going to put out some ads. Mm. Um, I mean, my, my biggest advice to people, especially right now, um, now I see because I'm in San Diego, we've actually, we were actually the first, the largest city in California to get approval for like restaurants and things like that to open. Yeah. But we were also one of the hardest hit in the beginning as well, right. besides New York and New Jersey, of course, those guys, holy cow. Um, but uh, what it's telling me is that there's, there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel. So if, you're, if, if you've ever done online advertising, if you stop doing it, you'd better get on that train now and you'd better put together a plan because um, you've probably got maybe 30 more days until the world starts to open back up again. Right. And then- and and then all the big players are going to start, you know, putting money into ads. Ad costs are going to rise again, and um, you're we're going to be right back to where we were before. Which before this whole thing happened, ad costs were the highest they've ever been. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and they were continuing to rise. But if you can capitalize on that now, you can gather that data at cheap, repurpose that data, put it back into these systems, and then find new audiences that you didn't have access to before. Very cool. All right, Wayne. So LadueEnterprises.com. Uh, I see a social prospecting guide here. How do you use social media to find new leads right on your website? Anything else that people should look for? Um, yeah, we're going to be putting out a, um, a new course. So like I said, uh, we're, we're both veterans. So um, we're going to be putting out a course for veterans that are going to be separating or either retiring and mm looking to make some money in the uh, new economy, considering the fact that they either have a pension or they don't, depending on where they're at. So how to start some entrepreneurship there. We're going to be putting that course out for that community. Um, You know, especially because these guys have been hard, hard at work over these past months. We want to make sure that if they're making a decision to um, get out on their own and become a private citizen again, that they have the tools and the resources that they need to, to be successful in the new economy. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And we've got some branding things that were, that are coming out and uh, a lot of videos, a lot of content on uh, how to properly position yourself moving forward. So keep the eye out on that. Um, and we are actually going to get ready to start growing a TikTok um, channel as well, a TikTok profile. All right. All it's right. Wayne Ledoux, 
Again, you're the owner and founder of Ledoux Enterprises. Sorry, we're at the end. We're having a hard stop. (laughs) All right, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.